0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Real Estate Collab podcast, made by real estate agents with real estate agents. My name is Amy Hagstrom, and I will be your guide and host through the show. I hope this podcast encourages and inspires you to build a business and a network that brings you joy and success. Good morning. Today, on this episode of Real Estate Collab, I have my friend Ginger Walker here to discuss a little bit about herself, her market, and um, her special niche in the real estate industry. Good morning,
1: Ginger. Good morning, Sunshine.
0: (laughs) Thank you for being here. It's been kind of a hectic morning, I know. So I appreciate your time (laughs) tremendously. We met, it's been almost two years ago, in a mastermind in New York City. And we've developed somewhat of a relationship via social media after the fact. So I've always been a little obsessed by the way you run your business, and you're always everywhere it seems like, and doing all the things. (laughs) Um, So, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your market?
1: Sure. So um, I'm Ginger Walker, and I'm in the Northern Virginia Quantico Pentagon area of, you know, the Virginia market. Um, I actually started as a solo agent when everyone was jumping out of the industry. I jumped in with two feet into a giant puddle of chaos in January of 2008. So I look at this market today, and I'm I'm excited about it. But I was a solo agent for many years, and you know, basically got to the point where I reached you know all kinds of accolades and things like that, and had more business than time. And so in 2018, I thought I had this great idea to start a team um, so that way I could, you know, have all of my clients serviced with agents. And so I did everything backwards and everything the way that you shouldn't start a team (laughs) and started a team by hiring an agent first as opposed to an assistant first. So I'm probably the best example of what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely learned. Um, And then starting in 2018, started the give back team. And um, I was known as the give back girl because a lot of the charitable things that I did in my community and someone gave me that as a nickname. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's how I like my business. You know, I like to be uh, coming from a, a kind heart and a giving heart and including not only the community, but my clients within the community as well to the giving back piece. And so the natural progression for me was to start the give back team. And so I did start it a little bit backwards, but um, I am now an all-female real estate team and proud to say that for the four years, we've been number one for my brokerage for Coldwell Banker Big Company in the state of Virginia for small teams. So I'm really proud of what we've been able to accomplish in a short period of time.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. And so you started your team after you decided to start giving back.
1: So I, you know, my mom, I, 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 look at my mom and my mom's the person that, you know, from just being a little kid that always had us doing something to help someone else out. And, um, I've, I've always looked at things that way. Like how can I make someone else's life a little bit better? And they could even be just holding the door for the person behind you, right. Or paying for coffee or, volunteering. And so my two worlds kind of collided between work and the giving back when I first started. And what happened was, there's a women's shelter in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And um, I wanted to do something to help women, I really wanted to do something very, you know, female centric. And I'm super fortunate. You know, I'm, I'm blessed that I had an amazing family that I grew up in. I'm married. I have two crazy kids, um, a couple, couple of animals, dogs and cats in my world. And I realized how lucky I was. But I know that there are people that um, aren't as fortunate. And I wanted to take the approach of helping other women. And so I called up one of the local shelters and asked, how can I help? And, you know, they're very private um, with everyone that's there, but they do have requirements to stay in the program. And one of them is every Wednesday they had, or maybe it was, I think it was Monday, actually, they had to go to a class. They had to take a class to better themselves. And for the month of September, it was all about what was their next step after the shelter moving into either an apartment or, you know, whatever. And long story short, I started taking the month of September and working with the ladies, with bringing someone who could help them with credit repair, or how to fill out an application for a rental, um, you know, the home buying process, which for these ladies seemed to be so far out of reach. But I was able to help with my partner at the time, the first female ever from Luann's Hope House in Fredericksburg, Virginia, to purchase a home. And so that was kind of where the worlds collided of giving back and helping you know, people buy and sell homes in my area. And so I wanted to make it a piece of my business model. And so I incorporated that and decided that with every transaction, I would make a donation back to the charity of my client's choice after closing. And so that's really just kind of the evolution of how things um, started working out. And I, I learned different models. I tried different things. And um, you know, I, I looked at giving a percentage, like 10% of the, you know, the what I earned. And but then all kinds of questions came up about, well, is it 10% of the gross or the net or you know, after splits or blah 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 blah. And I realized that someone who was buying a hundred and fifty thousand dollar piece of land and someone who was buying a one point five million dollar mansion, their charities didn't one didn't mean more than the other they both were equally important and the donation for the 150,000 dollar piece of land would have been significantly less so then i moved to which is what we do now and we have for many years is a flat amount doesn't matter what the compensation is it doesn't matter the amount of the house or the sale or whatever and we we make that flat donation to the charity of the client's choice so that's kind of we've we've evolved into where we are today which is kind of really pretty cool.
0: That is so awesome. I love that. And that the clients can choose their own too because everybody has a different passion um when it comes to yep. that. So I see you guys I see you on social media. But uh, <laughs> that's good.
1: I'm glad you said
0: that. <laughs> it's working. Yes. I see you guys volunteering your time a lot too. Um mm-hmm. do you still stick to like the women Based organizations, or how do you determine that?
1: So it's a great question, and and one of the things when someone comes on my team, I have the question for them is, what is the charity of your choice? So in my my little humble world, I think that everyone has a quote unquote something that they're passionate about. Um, you know, if if it's not something women centric, it could be you have children um, or you have animals, and so. For us, we each have a charity that's near and dear to our heart that we also support. So, um, I just love the piece of bringing the clients into the mix because I will be tell I, I will tell you for very selfish reasons. I've learned about charities. I've lived in this area for over twenty years, um, and there's charities I've never heard about in my own backyard, and they've been there for a couple of years. Some are brand new. Some have been there for you know ten years. So for selfish reasons, I'm learning about charities that I never even knew about that are literally miles away from where I live, which is pretty amazing. Right. Um, so for us, you know, we, we do donate the money, but we do, like you said, donate our time. And so we do, um, we do lean into strongly into the women's side of charitable contributions and working with the same shelter that I mentioned. And there's a few other ones. Um, and other female organizations. Um, and uh, to just kind of give you perspective, I, I lost my mom to ovarian cancer. So that is a passion of mine is to help other women that are um, in the same position my mom was in, but also to support the families that are around um, the the mom, the sister, you know, the the grandmother, the aunt, whatever that is um, dealing with that, that breast cancer, you know, female related um, diseases. So we do a lot within um, that realm. And in addition to that, we do a lot with animals and children because we are, for the most part, we all have kids and or fur babies, which are also our children. So we do, um, we'll do, you know, clear the shelters is every year. So we pay for all of the animals to be adopted for the entire day and we buy t-shirts for everyone. We go in and work to clear the shelters. And then actually for the entire year, I pay for the kitten room. So um, every animal that goes through the the one kitten room is paid for by Give Back Team, which is pretty cool. So we we do all kinds of things like that, but um, it's not only our time. What we've also learned to do is involve the community, which I think is such a huge piece. So there's, um, I'm on the radio, uh, the local radio. I have an Ask the Realtor segment. And they asked me when I first started to get involved with Children's National Hospital, which is located up in Washington, D.C. And I have kids and anything that has to do with children, I'm all in. And so they said, we're going to do a big carathon. They do it every year. And they asked if we would like to participate. And I was like, absolutely. What can we do? So I can tell you that with each closing, we also set aside $25, and that goes to Children's National in addition. So the client gets to pick their charity, and then we also, on their behalf, send another donation to Children's National. So um, when I was sitting with them, we were brainstorming on how else we could make an impact. And we saw that there was this thing called Fill Dr. Bear's Closet. So kids end up in the hospital for, you know, scheduled appointments, but also for emergency things or something that's unplanned. And it could be a birthday or a holiday. Um, It could be when they've left their, you know, most important toy or blanket or whatever at home. And so this closet is to give the kids a gift of something that is uh, for them, you know, to have while they're in the hospital. And so what we decided to do as a team is we fill Dr. Bear's Closet and our goal is to fill it for the entire year. And so we do that. And the cool thing is we involve the community. So we had bus drivers as part of the campaign, collecting toys, trying to compete against each other. We had schools doing it. We have businesses involved where we bring the drop-off boxes. And we've been able to every year since we've started this for four years literally bring up van loads of boxes of toys for the hospital. And it's just the most amazing thing. So, you know, we give our time, we give our money and we involve the community. So I think it's just a really, it's a cool way to create a ripple effect of kindness within the bubble that we live, work and play. And that's really what it's all about.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) i have some goals now obviously this is <laughs> you know sometimes the real estate business seems very selfish but it is amazing that you guys do these things how many women do you have on your team so
1: there's there's only 3 of us in production which okay. is crazy there's okay. there's 3 of us in production um and then our assistant is here as well who, who is getting licensed which will be fabulous right but um i have someone that sits near us that's not quite in my office that works on the team so in total, we're six women and we're probably going to be adding another three. So, and it's, it's funny, the the whole fact that it's women only wasn't intentional, but now it is by design, because I really love, I, you know, I love that. I mean, I love supporting women and the, the background I came from in pharmaceuticals, I became a mentor to some of the young women. And I just, I would love to be able to continue that forward in whatever I'm doing. So, I love being able to do that in real estate, which is pretty cool.
0: I love it. And you're such a good role model. How do you find women for, I mean, culture is very important on our teams. We learned that. How do you find women that have the same passions as you or that are as passionate for giving back? Um, Because you do um, serve another purpose as well in your community. Like, How do you find everyone with that same mindset?
1: it's kind of cool because, um, some people find me or find us, which I, you know, because they see us out in the community. And I actually just yesterday had someone reach out to me and say, Hey, I, I know about you and what you do, and I'd love to learn more and maybe work for you. And, you know, so it's kind of one of those things where people are seeing us and hearing what we're doing. Um, and so they want to be, they want to be part of us, which is, the type of person that I would love to have. And, and honestly, you know, if it was a gentleman versus a a female, would I say no? No, probably not. You know, if it's a great person that's willing to, um, you know, not only go the extra mile for their client, but go the extra mile for the community, I'm absolutely in, you know? So, but that being said, you know, I think when I'm speaking to someone, one of the first questions or part of the questions that I ask in the interview process is, what are you passionate about? What's important to you? What drives you? And, you know, like I said, everyone has a something and I ask what that something is like, what, what is, um, if you had to pick a charity of your choice, because that's what we do, what would it be for you? You know, and just making sure that they're in alignment with the, um, you know, the values, the core values that we have as a team.
0: Right, right. And that really shows when we see you on social media, like, I see more of you volunteering your time and going above and beyond than selling
1: houses, which I love that. (laughs) So, well, you know, it's, it's one of those things too. We, we did a program last year where we directly impacted 36 local charities, which was pretty cool. And so we did a heavy campaign on that on social media. And, you know, I, I don't think that people really, this is my personal opinion, but I really don't think that people care to see us standing next to the keys, right? And saying, look what I did, look at me. I really think that coming from a place of value and showing people that you are part of the community um, and that you want, you have a purpose to help, you know, that translates into everything, right? So it's translating into helping someone buy or sell, but it's translating into the fact that this means something more to me too. And I hope it means something more to you. And that relationship that we've been able to create with our clients, where we find out something that's really important to them. I mean, the impact that it's made on me when I learn about a charity I knew nothing about um, is, is, I mean, it's really special. But so last year, we did this program called GBT Gives Back, Give Back Team Gives Back. And we let the community pick 36 local charities. And then every month, three charities went up for your voting, the, the local um, communities voting and whoever got the most votes. And you could see it live on our website. won $500 in addition to everything else, you know, mm-hmm. we had set aside some money and, and then I'm that type of person where everyone has to win. <laughs> I can't help it <laughs> because again, no charities better than the other. And so everyone did get a, a donation at the end of the year, but it was really pretty cool because um, that's what we were promoting, you know. So people saw us blogging, doing videos, um, volunteering, you know, bringing light to local charities. That had that was the rule. It couldn't be like a, a national charity. It had to be something that impacted our community. And so we made sure that there wasn't like two animal shelters going against each other. So you know, it might have been you know a shelter and uh, an animal shelter, and then maybe something that was veteran-based or military-based. So it was you know an array of different types of charities. And it was really, really pretty cool. And so that's probably what you saw us doing a lot of um, was was trying to involve the community and, and get information out there, which is, I think, so super valuable.
0: That's so awesome. So awesome.
1: So let me ask
0: you a little bit about collaboration. Um, you obviously support other women. I felt that from you when we met as well how many, what do you do for collaboration? Do you go to um, conferences? Do you do online things? What kinds of, or, you know, do you just do it locally?
1: So, um, I mean, anything and everything I can do. Like, I think collaboration is the key, truly. Um, And collaborating with other agents, realtors across the country, and even internationally, is super valuable. Um, you know, for me, where I sit near Quantico and the Pentagon, I mean, we have people coming from all over the, not just the country, but the world, right? Because PCS season for us is um, is now, and so we have our biggest influx of buyers and sellers at this moment. So having agents in other locations, for example, of military bases, is super important to make that transition easy as possible for our military members. So that is a huge segment of our business is is assisting the military um, moves. And personally, I'm not military. Um, my husband is government, but we did a similar move where we lived in Italy for a couple of years and did the pack out, the same sort of move. And I will tell you it was super stressful to do it with kids and dogs. So having someone on the side, um, in Rome, when we moved there, and then someone back here in the Quantico area was invaluable, and so those relationships are critical to helping the ease of a transition. So that's you know one level of collaboration that um, I do, and I think it's important to partner with people in your own area too, because if you're not, you know, everyone's kind of, well, not everyone, but there's a lot of people that are afraid to talk to other agents outside of their brokerage or you know in the local community because they don't want them to know what they're doing, right? right? But the beauty of knowing what someone else is doing is if there's things that are coming up that are appropriate for your client, that collaboration, I want to work with people. I don't look at someone on the other side of the deal as my adversary. I look at them as my ally. I think if you change your mindset and how you look at you look at the transaction in a whole, the goal is the same, right? buyer and seller both want to make this transaction happen and move forward with the the transaction closing and agents do as well and help facilitate their clients getting there. So um, I look at it as kind of, we're all on the same team. So I think that collaboration within your area is also critical. And then, you know, to get an interesting flair, I'm on an app called Clubhouse, which some people know what that is. And every Wednesday morning, I run a room with um, one of my friends, uh, Glenda Baker, and I run a room every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, it's all about what's happening in real estate. And it's not just realtors that go in there. There's lenders. And sometimes we've even had a buyer pop in there or two or an investor. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really cool because you get to hear what's happening in other markets, which is always an invaluable piece because what happens in Northern Virginia might not be what happens in Oklahoma, you know? So, um, that type of collaboration is super, super important as well. And I love that room and being on that app is one of the examples of how I can collaborate with a lot of people in a, you know, broad area internationally as well. Um, and keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening in the markets, which is super, I think, super valuable too.
0: Right. Because eventually some of those things might be coming to our market. Like we're dead central in the United States. So we're always the last ones, but I can learn from everybody else and just be more prepared and be able to Mm -hmm. educate our clients as well. So I know you collaborate over social media too. Um, When we were in New York, we met Valerie and you guys were doing a lot of social media together and she's on the opposite side of the United States. So yeah. Um, did you meet her on social media?
1: Uh, yes, actually. Yes. The answer would be yes. And, and it's funny because I met, I've met a lot of like yourself, like at, you know, masterminds, which I think is an amazing thing too to go to meeting with people that maybe you don't know, but you know, that you can learn from and grow with, which I think is super important. But yeah, I mean, I've met Valerie and I were in the same circles within social media you know, I, I met Glenda because we were in similar coaching and masterminds together. And I mean, some of my, that's how you and I met at the mastermind in New York city and, and Alex, I mean, i we've met a bunch of amazing people from that mastermind, which that's a program I know we're both still in, right. um, and learning mm-hmm. and growing from. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I learn. I, I've met and learned from amazing people. And a lot of it is as a result of social media, because It's such an easy way to watch what people are doing and you gravitate to people that are like you, right, with similar mindsets and thoughts. um, And then you empower each other and grow together. So we're kind of like Valerie and I are like a little Thelma and Louise. Um, And we did a whole video series when we were in New York City and we looked like Thelma and Louise, (laughs) I think, but... But, and we did it and then we met again in, um, we met again in St. Louis and we did a video series in St. Louis. So, okay. um, it's, it's neat where you can meet someone that way and, and develop a huge relationship and continue to grow and learn from each other. And through that, I've met many other people through Valerie and, you know, I've introduced Valerie to some other people too. So it's just, it's an amazing way to, I always say the ripple effect, you know, you throw one pebble in and watch the the rings grow out. I think that that is, um, it's critical to our business. If you're living in a box, in a hole, and kind of keeping your blinders on, you don't want to share, you're going to shrivel up and die. And the best way to grow is to work with other people, share, and empower each other. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, social media is amazing. It is. That.
0: And I think I've learned more outside of my market than inside because, you know, we all get used to that box, that local box. Mm-hmm and other people are doing things so differently, you can learn to stand out in your local market when you start doing things a little bit differently. So, yeah. What, what would you tell someone, like a new agent looking to maybe niche down their business, find, you know, something a little more specific, how, you know, however they want to build their business? What would you tell them to do and how to find that kind of passion, if you will? I would
1: start with what do you like to do? You know, it, it, it has to come across as authentic. And if it's not, it won't, it, it won't work because it's not something that you're going to want to do or continue doing with any level of consistency. So if you're passionate about something, go deep there. So, you know, when you're talking about niches, a niche could be anything. You know, some people are like, well, I want to work just with the military. That's my niche. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, then you need to learn everything you need to know about helping and serving our military clients. But it could also be, I love playing pickleball. I've never played pickleball, full disclosure. <laughs> but you all want to try it, it seems. <laughs> yeah, but it's becoming a thing. I know there's a couple of pickleball courts around my area, and I just learned about a new one yesterday, but... Um, you know, but you can even create that as your niche. You could be like, for a while I was running, I did the Marine Corps half marathon and I was the running realtor. When I first started, I loved running. I didn't have older kids. It was my outlet and I would run through brand new construction neighborhoods. And like, sometimes I would even slap a GoPro on my forehead and do a video, you know? And I think I made everyone seasick to include myself when I ran, like ran back and watched the video. But, you know, you can create a niche out of anything. So it doesn't have to be, I'm going to only work with military clients. It could be, I'm going to work with people who like running. You know, it could be that that could be someone who's in the military, but it could be, you know, me, the mom with two kids that wants to go out and take a, you know, a run and get involved that way. So it's whatever you enjoy doing, pick that and then find your people. Right. and then leverage leverage that on social media to create more people being wanting to be involved with you and that's really for me the giving back part like i said it was not intentional it wasn't a business model it was purely by accident how all of that worked out and look at where it ended up for me you know but it's not my only niche right because i do serve a lot of military families that move here not just military but because of my location. So giving back and serving the military community are two totally different things, but they still blend together really well. So I'd find the fir- the first thing I would do is find what you like doing because you're going to enjoy doing it from a work-related perspective and then go deep Absolutely. and find your people. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's how you attract your people, you know, in those mm-hmm. circles that you're going to enjoy. It makes your business so much easier when you work with people that are like you. It's not challenging some days, but that's a great way to find the business too. So do you have any thoughts on what the future holds for real estate? I know there's a lot of things going on in the world, lots of changes in real estate. Do you have any thoughts on that or how to succeed in the
1: future? So I would say, going back to your word of collaboration, it is critical So don't live in the box. That's the first thing, right? Don't live in a box because there's no sunshine that can hit the box inside the box to help you grow. So the next thing I'll say is to help you grow is to find amazing mentors to help you continue to grow. I've been selling real estate since 2008. I have three mentors. I'm still always learning. So you have to come at it from the mindset of there is always something to learn in this industry. And there are always amazing people out there that will help you. It's finding them. And whether you're paying them or you're working for them for free, whatever, find them and continue to grow. And the other thing is, do not, um, do not close your eyes or put blinders on to change. And I joke, I'm old, <laughs> but I can still learn new tricks. Um, and you know, with AI is one of the big things that, you know, is coming into our world. It's in our world. It's not even coming. It's here is embrace those things. Don't shut them off because if you do, you're no longer going to grow and you've just closed the, the box up on yourself. So, um, I would say those are the, the, like three critical things is continue. You need to continue to evolve, um, because, the world's evolving. So you have Mm -hmm. to accept what that is and make sure that you're keeping up with it because your clients are. And if you're not, they won't work with you, right? So I think always coming from a, a learning perspective, always growing, find a mentor and keep up with what's happening in the world and keep yourself out of the box. That would be my, that would be what I would recommend.
0: Love it, Ginger. Well, I appreciate you taking time today. I know you have a hectic day too. Do you want to tell everyone how they can find you if you need a realtor over there?
1: Sure. So, if you're looking for anyone in the Northern Virginia area, the best place to find me is I love Instagram. So, you can DM me at The Real Ginger Walker. Um, that's also how you can find me on TikTok and on Facebook. And our team is called uh, Official Give Back Team on social media. That's our handles there. And you can also find some great videos on our YouTube channel. If you just put in Ginger Walker, you'll find all the YouTube videos that you need for the Northern Virginia Quantico Pentagon area. Awesome. You're a kick butt woman. (laughs) (laughs) So are you. That's why I like you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Wednesdays on Clubhouse. I'm going to have to start tuning into that too.
1: Yes. Not tuning in, but joining us up on stage and being part of the conversation. It's a lot of fun. So Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse.
0: Okay. Awesome.
1: Thank you, Ginger. Thank you. It has been amazing.